A lot of individuals who are struggling in their marriage have these cataracts or, or this uh, distorted vision or version of the world, but they think it's normal. They think it's right. absolutely normal. And it isn't until someone can pull away those lenses, you can pull away those cataracts and it's like, oh, so that's what's possible. That's, what's, uh, that's what I've been missing this whole time. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, is your husband emotionally unavailable? Here's what to do. Here's what to do. Today we are reading another post that I came across, and it's a good post. Um, here, here's what it says. Let me start by saying how great of a guy my husband is. He's hardworking, provides for us. He's amazing dad to our son. He's a hands-on dad. He's handsome and smart. We would have close to a perfect marriage. Here's the thing. He's so emotionally unavailable to Mm. me. I try to be patient and understanding because I know he's like this because of the way he was raised. He didn't get love growing up. He's never heard, I love you from his mom. I try so hard to be understanding. We've been together for 10 years and it's taken an emotional toll on me. Yeah. He's almost treating me how he was treated growing up. It's like he can be there for his friends and siblings, but when it comes to me, I don't get that part of him. At least that's how I feel. He's been emotionally disconnected from me. It leaves me feeling unheard, unseen, and unloved. Uh, I could cry my eyes out and he would walk by like nothing is happening. He can barely have a conversation uh, with me without scrolling on his phone. He wasn't emotionally there for me when my mom died. He went back to work the next day. He didn't emotionally support me when I was pregnant with our son. This kind of theme over and over and over again. And I mean, she goes on to say, uh, again, reiterate that he's a 10 out of 10 everywhere else in our marriage, except the emotional connection. Can I do something different? That's the question. Can I do something different? She's not making him out to be a monster. She's not making him out to be a bad guy, but she is being uh, honest and uh, in in assessing a major component of the relationship that's not working good. Sure. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear me reading this description? Wow. Um, It's really hard when you've got this great guy who's great in a lot of areas and is lacking in the emotional connection because that's the piece that kind of keeps your marriage a secure marriage. Yeah, yeah. Women in particular Mm -hmm. need emotional connection. Yes, we like sex. We like that physical connection. We we love when our husbands do do the dishes, do things around the house. But as... As a female, that emotional connection is a, just super, super important. Yeah. And to, to have that lacking oh, kind of almost trumps the, all the other ways that he shows care. Yeah. It is, it is a painful um, description to hear, to hear her story. But it also sounds like she is uh, seeing the causality, kind of the diagnosis, the the root cause of right, all of this. Right. Um, probably pretty accurately. Uh, growing up, his childhood, what he's had modeled, what he's received, um, what he experienced um, right. as a kiddo, directly affects how he's going to be relating to his now wife after sure. ten years. Sure. 
there is a, it's not new, it's been around for a long time, but in, in kind of measuring the world history, it's relatively new here um, because people have been getting married for a long, 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 long time. Right. And this probably showed up in the um, probably early 90s. Um, it's, it's called attachment theory. Um, and uh, attachment theory is this idea that um, when we are children, when we are infants, there are certain things that we need to get to be able to receive in interacting with our our, provi- our, our providers, our care providers, our parents, our whoever mm-hmm. is supposed to be taking care of us. And if they respond or do things in a certain way or not do things in a certain way, then it affects our hardwiring, our attachment, how we see the world. So for instance, one of the best examples of this is um, the um, uh, kids who are adopted out of Romania um, from orphanages over there. And there was a big push for um, a, a lot of American families to adopt these children. And they, these parents, these families were trying to do the right thing and bring these, these little kiddos who've been in orphanages in Romania and give them a good loving home. But very quickly they found out that um, uh, there were some major developmental issues with all of these kids who've grown up in these, in these um, orphanages in Romania because all of the kids while they were in the orphanage had their physical needs met. They were fed, they were changed, they were housed, but they didn't have any emotional interaction with the care providers. They'd be left in their crib all day. Um, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have someone be available when they were crying to comfort them, to, to meet Mm -hmm. their needs. And what happens is, is a a small infant when they are crying, if those needs aren't met emotionally, because you have a parent that's tuned in emotionally attuned to the needs of the kiddo, um, the baby just learns that, oh, if I cry and cry and cry and nothing happens, then crying doesn't actually work anymore. And they just kind of stop crying. Mm -hmm. And, they now kind of get hardwired in that the world is not going to meet my needs whenever I have a need. And and that's not that's not even verbal. That's no, no, pre-verbal. No. That, so that's all hardwired yes. in. Yeah, the, it just becomes kind of how they see the world. It's their, it's their default setting. That's what they always go back to. And it's called uh, attachment disorder. And there's different versions of attachment. Sure. You, you can have a reactive attachment. You can have avoided attachment. Um, this isn't a podcast about, about attachment theory. Um, but these are the dynamics that happen when kiddos, young, young kids in a family, um, don't get those emotional needs met. Then the way they start to approach relationships and the world around them becomes a little skewed. Sure. What happens basically is they learn no one else is going to be there to meet my needs. I'm going to have to become completely self-sufficient. And they become very competent at that. Right. they can get their needs met. They can uh, take care of themselves. They aren't often a burden to other people. Uh, they are very responsible. They can be good workers. They can be good partners. All these things because they are very efficient and very effective. But when it comes to that emotional component, there's something that I use the word blunted. It, it didn't really grow or, right. or take root as a kiddo. And, and now when they see other people having emotional reactions or emotional bids are put out there, they literally is like, 
I take care of myself. Go, why aren't you taking care of yourself? Right. That's just normal. Right. And it's not because they're nefarious. It doesn't mean they have bad character. It's just how their childhood has kind of skewed their perspective on life. Right. There's been an author, her name is Sue Johnson, and she took this theory of attachment and she created what's called um, emotionally focused therapy. And it's couples therapy that uses attachment theory as its root. And she starts to look at husbands and wives, individuals, and to examine their hardwired approach to life in general and and starts to kind of use that framework, the attachment theory framework, to now help a, a husband and a wife, a couple who's sitting in her office, um, to start to navigate some of these difficult situations in their relationship because it isn't about communication. It isn't about conflict resolution. It's about the ability to be emotionally attuned right. to each other. And so emotionally focused therapy has now become kind of a standard for couples therapy out there. You have the Gottman method, which is is out of Washington state and has been really popular for a long time. But emotionally focused therapy is kind of the, the newer uh, modality of, of couples work that has now come out and a lot of people are going it's actually more effective than some of the Gottman stuff out there. Interesting. Which is all research based. I mean Gottman sure. stuff is all research based. And so uh, again we're only reading this off of what's on the internet here on, sure. the, on this posting. We're not we can't diagnose anybody but it, it, it provides the opportunity to kind of discuss these other themes going on because if this is happening to this couple here and someone is listening to our podcast right now going, yeah, my husband is emotionally um, unavailable and it's been that way for a long time. And I, no, no matter how many times I talk to him, no matter what I say, no matter how many times I ask him, no matter how many books we read, nothing seems to change. I would suggest that this might be the next thing to look, look at, into, yeah, to start to um, try to figure out is there some attachment stuff going on. Now, I never, ever, ever, ever suggest that a wife try to diagnose a husband. That's a bad idea. Very bad. Um, or a, a husband diagnose a wife. Yeah, that either doesn't way. work very good either. No. Um, but I do suggest uh, that you can start with reading a book by Sue Johnson called Hold Me Tight. And it is a kind of the framework for couples therapy um, with this attachment model uh, with the foundation built into it. It's been an incredibly popular book. There's workbooks around it. There's sometimes even work groups around that. Um, and if you can find a therapist who, fo who, who specializes in emotionally focused therapy, you might find out that it's more effective than a therapist who's talking about communication or talking right. about conflict resolution or some of the, those are kind of skill-based Attachment theory is kind of more, th not theory based, but um, what's the best word for it? Um, uh, it's just how you see the world. It's not a skill that you have. It's it's an underlying uh, foundational assumption or, or uh, yeah, hardwiring. It's just how right. you approach the world. It reminds me of your dad right now because your dad had has just had cataract surgery mm -hmm. and he's been walking around 
seeing the world through these cataracts. Right, right. The world's kind of gray. The world's kind of blurry. The world's just kind of um, foggy in some way. But that's just been normal. That's how he has assumed life is. And then he goes and gets cataract surgery. On one eye. And one eyeball. Yeah. And what does he do? Yeah, so my, my mom's got this white blanket on the couch. And he looks through the new eye that he's just had the cataract surgery on, and he sees the white blanket. And then he closes that eye and looks through the other eye, and it's tan. And then he flips to the other eye, and it's white and tan and white and tan. And he's just so tickled about being able to see that it's white, and it's no longer tan. Exactly. So uh, a lot of individuals who are struggling in their marriage have these cataracts or or this uh, distorted vision or version of the the world but they think it's normal they think it's right. absolutely normal and it isn't until someone can pull away those those lenses sure okay, i'm kind of mixing my metaphors here but you can pull away those cataracts and it's like oh so that's what's possible that's what's uh that's what i've been missing this whole time some of my favorite videos to watch on um uh, instagram or you know whatever social media platform i'm watching are the sometimes it's kids sometimes it's adults who put on the colorblind glasses oh yeah those are cool again they see the world as gray and then they put on these these glasses and they usually just burst into tears because it's like oh my gosh this is what everybody sees all the time right this, the, this is what I've been missing all this time. I can't believe this. Right. That's the analogy that I, I would have is, uh, again, it, it's not nefarious. It's not a character to, character, character fault, flaw. But it is, it is a skewed perspective of the world. If we can kind of throw one more metaphor in here just to make it even more confusing. Learning how to connect emotionally is like learning another language. Right. And so if you're speaking Spanish most of the time, and I don't, I don't speak Spanish. I just don't understand it. Then you're talking to me, and because I don't understand it, I know I just don't respond. I, right. I let you talk, and then I go about my day because I'm just completely missing the messages. Right. Emotional connection, the ability to emotionally uh, be aware and attuned to other, is a learned skill. skill. And if people don't get it young, early in life, then then they miss out on that ability to uh, understand this whole another layer of conversation or meaning right when it comes to interacting with another human being like your wife or your son or daughter yep so for this family for this couple um or for any other couple that's out there and going yes my husband really is struggling kind of with this emotional um uh, connection piece he just he's so disconnected he's so uh, unattached i can't get him to wake up um, I would recommend uh, reading uh, Sue Johnson's Hold Me Tight. If you want a link for it, um, it's actually, if you go to securemarriage.com, click on podcast and click on the notes for this episode, there'll be a link um, to Amazon. So you can just click on that and, and pick up a copy of that book. Uh, technically, it is an affiliate link, so I think we're going to get like three cents out of that. Um, but... But again, we don't know Sue Johnson. She's not sponsoring this podcast. No. We should figure out how to get her to sponsor this right, podcast. Right, that'd be that'd great. Be a good one. But uh, so again, this is just resources that I've had uh, when I was doing my uh, work as a therapist. And this is the approach that I took with a lot of my couples is being able to help people uh, both hear and understand, recognize and understand, and then respond right. to emotional bids, emotional reaching out from one spouse to another. 
that's that's where I would start. Um, and again, after the book, if you still want to get some uh, therapeutic help, then you're going to look for a therapist who specializes in emotionally focused therapy. Um, just if you want to use the Google and um, look up your area and emotionally focused therapy or therapist. Um, you'll find people who can who are certified. There's actually a long training you go through, and you get certified, and you can put more letters after your name to <laughs> say, you know, I is smart in this area, and I can help couples with that. So, um, uh, you might find out though that a lot of those therapists are uh, booked up because it's it's it works good. It's it's an effective right. modality. Um, and your job is just to keep looking and finding um, someone who's available and someone who you both. Uh, click with yep that's where i would start i think that's great is this helpful at all yes a little kind of behind the scenes of what might be happening here yes i'm thankful for this wife again in the story that we read again she she sees her husband through a positive lens a lot of times after many years of being disconnected in this way husband or wives become very resentful resentful that pain starts to cloud their perspective of their husband over and yes. over again. Yes. So I'm thankful that her heart's still open. She still recognizes his inherent value. She has a lot of grace towards him. But this area does need to be fixed yep. and um, uh, improved in their relationship. So it's worth putting in the time, energy, and effort to make that happen. Yeah. You talked a lot in this one, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Talked a whole lot. <laughs> I think that should be it for now. Okie dokie. If you want more resources, you can just go to securemarriage.com. Um, that's where we have um, lots of other courses and things like that. Yeah. Other than that, I think that's it. I think that's it too. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. All righty. Goodbye. Bye-bye.